Okay, so um, welcome to the latest episode of the Print City podcast. This time we welcome uh, Brendan Dawes, who just gave uh, a wonderful presentation next door to our MSc students. Uh, as usual, we'll just go around the table. I'll go to my left this time. Hi, I'm Craig Banks, professor here at MMU and academic lead for Print City. Hello, Ed Keefe. Um, what have I now? Um, 3D print manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Brendan Dawes. Uh, I'm a designer and, uh, well, I guess no one asks me to design things these days, so I'm more of an artist, I think. But, yeah, I get m- I push around pixels for a living. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> I used to do that. I saw the ZX81 picture before <laughs> and I thought, oh, that takes me back. So we, we've learned quite a lot of things uh, about Brendan in the last hour and, and uh, especially his views on the sound of music, which we, <laughs> we probably probably won't, yeah, won't, we'll won't touch on. So your website states you're, you're an artist, a designer who explores the interaction of objects, people, art and technology. But I think it's the people side we found um, mm-hmm. you know, most interesting today. So where did it all start off? Were you, were you a techie or an arty kid when you were at school? What did the careers advisor suggest for you? No, I can't. I, it, well, it definitely wasn't art and it wasn't, um, obviously in computers, wasn't really an industry that uh, existed when I, when I was at school, not to the extent of today, but no, I was, uh, I think they were a bit of a lost cause with me. Um, so I, I, I left school not really knowing what to do. My dad was, um, a sports photographer all his life. Uh, he was chief sports photographer for the Daily Star before that express newspaper. So, um, I got a job as a, a local news photographer when I was 16 uh, with a, a news agency and um, and did that for a couple of years and I guess the, yeah that, that was I think it taught me about composition which I think is a big part of anybody's work um, I think composition is hard to teach um, because you, you either know why it's good on the left side as opposed to Five me five centimeters Is to the this right. The rule you know? of thirds. And yeah, maybe. Like yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you can you can definitely learn all the rule of thirds and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that that maybe was my introduction to art, in a way. But you, was it something say at school? I didn't really know what I wanted to do at school. Mm. Uh, it's a standard diet of mainly science. Uh, there's some arty or craft based things which some people really take to, but. Um, they're not really as strongly backed as mm-hmm. the sciences and maths and English. But yeah. I think we've we've read a few. There's a really good talk by uh, what's he called Robinson on why the school create yeah. uh, destroy creativity. But that's the, I think we've mentioned that before. But um, so school school can be a nightmare for or a or a joyous experience depending on what kind of person you are. Um, so school didn't really contribute greatly or did it make you realize what you didn't want to do more than what you did it yeah it made me realize what i didn't didn't want to do i didn't i didn't hate school as such i school was just something where i i went i never played truant from school i didn't you know anything like that so that was too much effort so <laughs> you know I'd, i would i would go to school and but i i at the time i remember thinking why am i learning about tectonic plates and stuff like that i didn't really you know and I wish I'd listened in maths now. Here's the thing, right? Mathematics, I find incredibly fascinating now. When I was being taught mathematics at school, we would just get a logarithm book and just learn logarithm tables. And I couldn't, no one told me why. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I think education's changed obviously a lot now. But and and now, if I if I'd really taken an interest, or someone had told me, you know, how maths is in everything we use, and that would have been a much better thing for me. Um, but luckily, I was yeah. I guess I was just I used to. You know, when I got my ZX81 and my first computer, I, I just loved to spend all my time on that. And I was I was playing video games all the time. And for me, someone calling round for me at my house was a pain. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, what do you want? Go away. You know, it's like, you know, so, so I was not, you know, I didn't go and play football or something like that. So It's interesting that the... Your first sort of outlets for something creative was was a ZX eighty one. I had one myself. Yeah. I remember the day I got it with a, yeah. you know, the, the can't really call it a keyboard. No, no. It was just a film of plastic. Yeah. But I think I'm sure yours was yeah. uh, ten print Brendan. Yeah, yeah, it semicolon was, yeah, exactly. twenty go to yeah, ten, exactly. and then you filled the screen. Yeah, um, I say one K. Yeah, but it's surprising what you could do with yeah. just you know just the, the thousand twenty four bytes of, yeah. of memory you could you could pro. But I think the point being, you could put something in and get something out yeah. that nobody else had ever done before. No, and then you take it to the next level where you've got the or the Sinclair Spectrum. Mm. What was your what was your first machine, Ed? Um, I had access to a ZX eighty one, but the first one I owned was a Spectrum, and I was the same. Pretty much school was a complete waste of time. Um, treading water, didn't do any sports, did truant quite a lot. Um, <laughs> in fact, that was the only sport I did do. <laughs> I would, would jump out of the gym window and head off into town, um, usually down to WH Smith to look at the computer magazines or to the library or something like that. So it wasn't, um, wasn't misspent, uh, but spent all of my time making pictures on Spectrum. Um, there was a little paint package, drawing package, was it by um, Melbourne House? I think it Melbourne was, House yeah. Paint. And remember there was a 3D package you get where you could do a wine glass and rotate it yes, around and things. Yes, that was a Sinclair own one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just spent endless mm. amounts of times on that. Then I got the little toilet roll paper um, printer. printer. I yeah. used to print, yeah, out, yeah. print out endless stuff. I've still got some of the uh, prints off printer, yeah, with the silver <laughs> paper, yeah, the thermal off, paper. Burnt off the thermal paper. It just looks like a receipt black. printer now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then moved on to a Q Sinclair QL after that, so I was like, Big oh, yeah, guns, but again, it was interesting what Brendan mentioned about not being allowed to touch the computer. Um, in the the junior school I went to, they gave the the computer to the maths department, um, and the maths teacher didn't know which way, you know, to switch it on. Didn't literally didn't know how to switch it on. So for a very brief moment, I became you know like star pupil because I was the only person who knew how to use a computer in the class. <laughs> And so I was better than the maths teacher for once, um, rather than being terrible yeah. at maths as usual. But um, and then when I went to a different sixth form, they had a they had real good computer facility, but I wasn't allowed in because I was in, I was in the art block, yeah. and the computer geeks wouldn't let me. The computer teachers wouldn't let me anywhere near it. So big difference yeah. from what we see now in Pitt yeah. City, where yeah. we really encourage collaboration between. You know, departments yeah. of the university. I mean, if we look at um, you know Print City in itself, it's it's a We've got the we've got the man to your right and my left to thank for it, Craig, who's really pushed it to be, you know, to keep it from when it was it was Hobbs. But um, you know, we encourage collaboration and wide access for all the university. But Craig, how do you think we get um, you know more young people involved with just you know, the things sort of things that Brendan does, and not just manufacturing, but you know, to express ideas and, and actually make stuff. Yeah, I think it's right, Pete. Um, everybody just thinks we need to manufacture things, as we've seen from Brendan. You know, he said earlier today when I, when I called his presentation, do things you don't know how to do. And I think that's, that's a really good tagline to, to have. Um, 
And I think I'd encourage everybody just to think outside that, that box that we're being put into. And we, we can see it in Prince City all the time. The fashion students, for example, really bring a lot of expression and ideas in that makes a product even better than it was before. And I see it time and time again. And um, they've now got the future of British manufacturing. And we are encouraging not just to focus on, on engineers, but have that collaboration. And you see it every day in Prince City. And I think Brendan's talk today really shows how you can, can, can go about that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, mentioning that, um, that point you meant just then, Craig, about do stuff you don't know. And, mm. you know, the thing you did with Airbnb, that mm -hmm. we, um, you know, the, the sort of uh, Princess, yeah. the, the wall with the fabric, mm. and so it makes something more ta you know, tactile. Well, the PWC thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think he, uh, it's that going to the next level rather than just saying, yeah, I can make you one mm. and sell you one, which yeah. is what most people do, but to say, let's do something better yeah. and I think they call it innovating the adjacent possible what can you do right. with what you've already got but make it a bit better before somebody else does I think Ed you, you know the story of the, the trunky suitcase is yeah. a good example rather than fight to defend the pattern just go and build a better one yeah. and let mm -hmm. them always play catch up yeah yeah so um no the, the thing with uh, uh you mentioned there about um Airbnb as well but you know take it to the next level Okay, so um, how do you and Ed, how do you and Ed know each other? What's uh, what's the background there? Well, it was here. Both, both yeah, raising yeah, their eyebrows yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. We should answer this uh, one. Our, our eyes met across a crowd yeah. of room <laughs> at a three D oh, oh, train station uh, <laughs> yeah. at a three D print event in the shed. Actually, um, I think that was it. There was, yeah. I think it was initially, um, and then so as soon as I became aware of Brendan, um, saw his work, loved it. Um, really interesting guy. And then we've uh, you it was the Doris prints yeah, I think yeah, the, the we thing. printed a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. printed out the um, the Twitter feed characters and um, and then coincidentally Brendan and I live in Southport so um, uh, yeah just I don't know we, when we, we, kept, we kept meeting we keep, didn't we, we, keep we at Station. yeah we kept yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'd have a moan about the trains yeah we'd have a, a <laughs> rant about Northern <laughs> yeah. Rail I say it's ever sport isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> a rant about Northern Rail, and then obviously Brendan would uh, again put a smile on my face because um, he'd tell me about what he's been working on or where he's just come from, and it was always really kind so of so. In a roundabout uh, way, we've got to thank Northern Rail. Yeah, we have. Yeah, bring yourself really. to say <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Strangers it was in on the, the train. Yeah, yeah, I think it was in that waiting room. I mentioned the Radio Four thing. I, said, I think oh, Radio Four might be able to do something. It together. was, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So and I then think we did. Yeah. There's lots of stuff come out. Yeah. and you were working with Embraer. Um, yes, yeah. Last yeah. time I spoke to you, yeah. you'd been down to the. To the air show, so yeah. I was really jealous because he he's always doing really cool stuff and really cool parts of the world with really cool people. And, you know, it, Brendan's just a person you just you know have to love. That Embraer, <laughs> that, well, that Embraer project though was, I look at it and it, it's it's not as good as it, it it could have been because it was quite rushed in the end because and we had an AR element and I'd never done anything AR before and I got a developer involved and. And we didn't have time to test it within the environment that we were putting these. I'd, I'd made this LED installation and got professional rigging people to fabricate it, which, which was great. Um, but then we had these AR stickers on, on each LED thing. And, um, and, it, and it works. But then where this installation was, it was also in the corner. And as you went deeper into it, the light changed and you couldn't read the AR stickers with the iPad. And this was only found out the Saturday before the Monday, the uh -huh. launch of the farm pressure. 
So I had like a panicked call from the client because I'd come back by this point and gone, oh, it's all working, it's great. <laughs> and because um, it did work if you if you held it up there for a few seconds, it, it did see it. Um, but of course, when they've got like the head of Embraer is there and he's like, doesn't work. And you're like, oh, because <laughs> they haven't got the patience to go, no, it yeah. really doesn't. So we had to panic, uh, get them. I said, look, can we reverse them? Because they were on black. Said let's put black things on a white background, and it and it works. But then it kind of ruined the installation because the the stickers match the background of these these fabricated LED steel things, and now you had these square white stickers on them like a QR code almost. And because they'd all been pat tested. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know it was it was all that, and I was like, oh, and then they were supposed to put the control mechanism, the iMac and everything, sorry, the Mac, the Mac Mini into the wall so you wouldn't see it. And in the end, they went down to Ikea and just got a cupboard. So in the <laughs> oh. corner of this installation is an Ikea cupboard with a computer in for no reason. It's yeah. like, oh, so sometimes you do these things and they're not, you know, the, the execution isn't as good as I wanted it to be because of rushing or, you know, time constraints or whatever. Um, so that that was a bit annoying. That so since then, I've made a commitment to go. You know, I, I'm gonna the, these stuff. This stuff needs to be executed to the nth degree. It's, I won't. I've refused to do stuff now that. Yeah. So that even now it can be it can be frustrating sometimes. You know. But you, when you, you're saying there, you still have to work to a deadline. Yeah, yeah. And that must be the biggest. Mm. pain in the neck for yeah. you when you know you just because you mentioned about uh, yeah. the thing about the, the the happy printer yeah yeah happiness printer that yeah. you want to make a better one yeah yet the deadline says it's got to be ready by yeah. then and the night before you think if yeah. i just had another yeah. day did you find that yeah no oh, all the time yeah i think obviously especially working with agencies and brands they have like media books or they have an event or so with airbnb it was a sundance film festival you know that day is immovable you know so um, what what I didn't plan with the Airbnb thing was, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make 12 of them. But then I didn't factor in that each of those cases took eight hours to print <laughs> and at home. So I was like, and obviously, as you know, they don't always print correctly. So, we know that. We yeah, yeah. We've had a few of them, haven't we? So they're all learnings, though, aren't they? You know, and yeah, and yeah I managed to pull it off and it, that one was... a one of the best things I've ever done but um, yeah there was a, again a lot of learnings with that but there's an, an epilogue to that same agency a couple of years later they said could you do something similar again in New York for um, a TV channel that was launching or a new series of something that was so vacuous it was untrue I won't even say what it is <laughs> but I said yeah amazing trip to new york and i thought i'll upgrade the, the ones i've done i'll use the new circuitry right the other ones work fine there's nothing wrong with them but oh but they've 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 um deprecated those so they've got these new ones so i did it all checked it all worked in here flew it over to the states went over there tried to connect them to their wi-fi would not work oh no i had like eight of these things right and this was on the this was in the morning seven in the morning under the flat iron building, this thing was launching at twelve, um, and they would not connect. So I was like, and then we tried different Wi-Fi nodes, and and it was like, well, 
they worked in England. Why? So I thought, right, let's try one other thing. So I, I brought up the Wi-Fi hotspot on my phone and they connected. But I had eight of them. And I don't know if you know, but you can only have five Wi-Fi hotspots right. on your phone, right? Uh. Well, fair enough. Why would you need more, right? <laughs> so I said, look, I've got it working, but only five work. And it, it decides which one it's, it's not. You know, I can't really say which one is going to connect. So it's like a printer thing like Airbnb. And yeah, it's um, I had to leave my phone on site for two days <laughs> during this, in, in this tent behind this exhibition. And, and it works. Yeah. But that was that was traumatic. I think it's yeah. the, the tech side is the, yeah. sometimes the bit that causes yeah. most headaches. But um, you, you know, you're saying that in order to do all this stuff, you, you've mm. got obviously got a quite a mixed bag of, mm -hmm. of skills. And we, we know a lot of these are self-taught, but um is there something? Is there some things that we, we just can't teach? I mean, is that sort of approach about how you solve a problem? Don't give up because there's so much done for kids these days. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw an interview with um, it was a programmer, it was a Spectrum program called mm -hmm. Jonathan Smith, and they asked him to generate a random number. And in order to random generate a number in assembler, was 12, 13 lines of code. But right. of course, Xbox programmers, PlayStation programmers, just say generate me a random number, yeah, and yeah. it's done for them. So yeah. uh, I'm not. I mean, that's just one. You know. Yeah. Real weird example but is there some things you just can't teach that you've got to experience for yourself i think there's there's a lot you know there's this whole that whole thing of ten thousand hours of practice you know and that kind of stuff and um i someone said to me at a conference once backstage said there's no such thing as talent i was like well i think it's not i don't think it's that linear i don't think it's that binary sorry i think there are you can be predisposed to something, and that, I think that's talent. But then if you look at any genius, let's take Prince, you actually then look at the amount of work that guy did to do what he did yeah. was incredible. It wasn't that he had some God-given talent. He could just wake up and he was there every day, learning, learning, learning. And, and if you look at any person like that, you think, oh, that's a God-given talent. You actually look deeper They've yeah. worked so hard. I think that's the overriding, the commonality yeah, between them. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that's people don't like to look at that side no, of it because yeah. they think, oh, well, they, they're just brilliant because yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. I haven't got that, but no. actually, yeah, it's the perspiration, it, it, inspiration. It, it, it? it absolutely is. So, yeah, I would say it's a, it's a combination of the of those things. Obviously, it's, um, you know, not everyone's a Stanley Kubrick or, you know, because if they were, you could just watch YouTube videos and everyone would be one. But yeah. They're not, so there is something in why are pre people predisposed to certain things. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but uh, they interviewed a selection of kids and said, um, what, do you be, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was famous. But yeah. in order to be famous, you've got to do a body of work to, yeah. to become famous. And yeah. I think they're missing that that bit of a link. That's part of us being digital um, consumers now, isn't it, rather than creators? Yeah, I've yeah. Got actually got a point on that. Yeah, if you think about um, Gibson Guitars mm -hmm. recently announced they were going to shut yeah. bankruptcy with $500 million of debt. Mm. And they said this was partly to do with the current generation of people not wanting to play music. So mm -hmm. have we become you know, consumers, purely consumers of content? And you know, how do we get people, especially young people, to be more creative? Is it... Is it does it start at school or is it just a thing that's inherently built into a person that says, I want to make stuff? Yeah, I think it's interesting with my niece who's 12 and she's recently got her first phone and and we pick her up every Thursday and, and I make sure that, you know, if we're having lunch or whatever or dinner, you know, the phone is, is not there. 
Um, but before that, before she had a phone, we would... I've got this thing where it's it's dice, nine dice, and each one has a pictogram on each side, and you roll the dice, and you've got to make a story. And um, we just used to play it all the time. She would actually want to play it. She would. We'd do like, you know, where you draw a line and make a... You've got to make something out of that line, whatever, you know, those kind of things, which we still do, but these days she's on the phone oh, just yeah. consuming you know tiktok or or whatever it is or you know instagram and i've i have noticed a change she's still amazingly creative but there has been a switch there i don't want to be one of these people who oh it's all you know the youth for today and because i think that i think there's so much hope there yeah. isn't it so the difference is for instance nothing to do with technology but you know she's her favorite food is olives, goat's cheese. Um, you know, she loves taco. You know, all this kind of stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know what a croissant was when I was. You know, you a, I was once told on I a train. I want to have some gelato. Yeah, I was once told on a train by some stranger that you couldn't buy a croissant in Wigan till 1995, <laughs> and he was so serious, and I believed him. So, but that, I think that's amazing. You know, and her friends are from all over the world in the cl- and that has to be a good thing, right? Yeah. So I take, you know, I think I think they are gonna be amazing. I think I think they'll learn to use these tools. I do think the iPad is mostly a consuming device. It's not really a creative device. There are people who use it for that, but Yeah, I mean there's um it's I suppose it's how you use it if you mm. I mean, if if it's purely for consumption then that's fine it can be used for that but yeah. we've got things like swift playgrounds which let kids have a yeah. play about with code and see right. sort of real and you can only get it on an ipad right. so you can't get it on any, any yeah. other machine but um you know and i'm, I'm totally with you on this it's mm. the mainly used for for cons- consumption of content but but then again if you think about we were talking about the video game early video mm. games and spectrum if you wanted to write a spectrum game or yeah. a, a ZX81 game and if you had the 16k RAM pack yeah, yeah. Code, <laughs> then you would have to get that tape mastered you'd have to get yeah. someone to manufacture it yeah. uh, you'd have to get them to um, sorry to master it to reproduce it to distribute it yeah. and then you get a cut of that but yeah. then along comes the the you know the iOS and yeah. Xcode yeah. and you you basically the, the bedroom programming yeah, coder is back yeah. and they've got yeah. a place to distribute okay apple take their cut of 30 yeah. percent but you've got a distribution platform you've mm. got an advertising platform so i think um it's making sure people are aware that this there is content creation stuff at the fingertips and uh, i don't know how we i don't know how we push them the other way but i think it's it's uh, you see some I, I see when i the same journey i drive each morning i see three kids walking down the road with the face glued to the phone mm. and I say I'm, I'm not one to say no yeah. put it down but you know I saw a woman when we had the bad weather last week I mean it's in Manchester this can be yeah. any week by the way <laughs> when, whenever you're listening to this but I saw a woman walk three steps into a it wasn't a puddle it was a pool before yeah. she realised <laughs> that she was ankle deep and probably better, not better carry on and at no point did she take the phone away from stuff no. to her nose she had to do it she had to reverse and go around it so um so one, I've been looking at your website, Brendan, and one of the things that really, despite everything else you've done, was it was a concrete block called Morph. Yes. With the yeah, FFF, yeah. presumably yeah. fused yeah. filament fabrication. Yeah. So so you took this to concept. So this is, is it like a yeah. letter rack or something? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It looks like a load of uh, yeah. sine waves. It is, yeah. Um, then you decided to have it professionally manufactured. So yeah. what was the journey from, think, something I could make some money out of this, maybe? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I like I like the idea of uh, I love working with clients, but also you you're not in control of your own destiny that much really because you're at the you know a client thinks you're great one week and then not the week after. So I wanted to try and make my own stuff, which I've done in the past and with some success. Um, but I wanted to do it again, physical things, um, and it was brought on really by again you know technology and how it changes and suddenly for me it's about how the context changes so 3d printer and you can suddenly on your desk rather than having to send it away to get printed similarly this thing called a form box by meku in london and i know the founder ben who uh did some other startups um and i saw this thing online i was like oh my god this is like it's a vacuum casting machine we've got two next door. right okay yeah yeah, great, yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're cool and and at the same time I was playing around with this shape that was made out of sine waves all coded and I think I 3D printed it and I had it on my desk and then really just randomly I thought oh you can put paper in that and it, was, it holds paper and envelopes and things so then we put it in our hallway and we started to use it as a way to manage the letters that we got then I thought yeah but it's very light it needs to, needs to be heavy um, and then when I saw the form box thought oh you know maybe I could vacuum cast it and learn how to pour concrete and you know you have all these wonderful dreams <laughs> and uh, and so a form box arrived and it was like several months late and which is understandable but I thought it was a beautifully made machine yeah. um, but then of course the reality of pouring concrete and it's a skill and it's you know it's even though I'd, I tried to do some it was it was and the shape was quite complex it doesn't really look it but it's got little valleys in there and it's and I spoke to the form box people and they tried to help me do it and so while I had some prototypes I'd done they weren't saleable um, but I knew there was something in it so I then tried some British manufacturers and the cost was so exp it was so expensive and I'd love to have done it in Britain but in the end I went to China to get it made uh, which obviously had a vastly reduced cost mm -hmm. yeah. and I have to say they were um, they were brilliant they would send me photos and they did the packaging and they did you know so and this so, is no surprise that people I mean Craig spends a lot of time in in China is yeah. that this or less this thing you see that they're happy to work with you work along with you and make stuff or do you see maybe wherever we can onshore stuff and, and get it made here uh well um it can be quite hard the language barrier in china that's the, the big problem but you know it depends what you're trying to do um but as we become in a digital world we should be able to print it where we want to print it these days um there are the pros and cons of going to china um but clearly as brendan says for that particular case it was it was the cost um yeah, yeah. The, the skills as well we've got a lot of skills in the uk that we, we, we should be tapping into and we'll see what happens at the end of the month with our interest in yes political situation yeah. yeah um so i'm just going to put a question <coughs> over to uh ed and ed and craig um now what should our students have learned most today from brendan's presentation what what should they what's the key messages they should be taking away from that for me it's to never forget the human side of it because i think um Brendan quite rightly says, you know, who, why are we doing all this stuff? What's it for? Who's it for? And I think um, th there's a tendency with tech and with people who get so embedded with tech that they actually forget or th they're using tech for tech's sake. 
maybe or and there's some something we always talk about you know why why are you using CAD and why are you 3D printing something if actually all you need to do is write a note on a piece of paper if a pencil and a piece of paper will do it you it's know space closed, pen versus yeah. the pencil and yeah. the Russian yeah. and American um, and we had that we had that case last week I forget what it was but someone was uh, trying to show me something and they you know opened up the computer and by the time they'd switched the computer on I'd drawn it on a piece of paper with a pencil so you know it's using the right it's using the right uh, tools for the right job I suppose but remember that what you're trying to do is communicate something to a person yeah. so okay we've just had a message pop up from one of our students Rodrigo asks could you ask Brendan how can we learn data visualization and then input and everything he's shown so <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants to know how, how do I become you overnight so. if you just press function F12 yeah. uh, <laughs> secret key. um the data visualization thing. Well, practically, there's there's some great books. Um, there's a data visualization book by Ben Fry, who's one of the founders of Processing, uh, which is the software I use a lot, uh, and that's a really great human-centric uh, book. Um, he's he's at work exhibited and all kinds of things. So he's, that's really good. Uh, I think it's just called Data Visualization or something like that. But by Ben Fry, really good. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the data visualization community is, um, it can be quite opinionated. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. But there are, there's the Data Stories podcast run by Moritz Stefana, who's such a lovely guy. Uh, should listen to that. It's very good. But really, just play with stuff. Mm. Start start simply. Like I did, one of the, my, my most tweeted things was something I did with a James Bond I some some I love the internet some geek had counted the amount of kills James Bond had done by himself in each movie and put it in a spreadsheet like you do and um and some that, people have too much yeah time, I know but it was out there so I then took that and made a kind of it was a kind of infographic thing based on how the still the titles look for Dr. No so it's all circles so it's based off that. That was the idea, and but it was also told you how many kills James Bond did. Now, what was interesting was, so you've got this spreadsheet, you look at it, and that is a very simple thing. It's like one number and a film title, right? But what was interesting was when you did that and you did it in a graphic design, you employed graphic design to show it, you saw that in The Man with the Golden Gun, he only kills one person, but in... Goldeneye, the Pierce Brosnan one, he kills 47 because I think he drives around in a tank. <laughs> so so and that that was the story. That's what people latched onto. They didn't go latched onto it because it was a data visualization. They were latching, oh, God, this is, I never knew that. You know, yeah, it, it surfaces yeah. these stories, which, again, is what human beings latch onto. So I would just say get a, a very simple data set and start to just play around and don't worry too much about, how it should be don't i wouldn't even use a data viz library i would just make your own thing and just see where it goes and play with the numbers yeah how yeah. long does it typically take to get something you know you've got a bunch of data a set of data you've yeah. got it in excel or csv you've got it in a tabular form yeah and you've got to get it in so presumably that involves some kind of yeah so in processing you have um there's a piece of code that loads in a table so load table and it you say what where the file is and it will load that information in and then you can then 
work through that data and if you wanted to create a circ so you, you would then have a series of numbers so for instance in the james bond one it would be number of kills and you go right if it's it says 10 kills the size of the circle is 10 pixels radius you know so and then you then you've got a data visualization right so so for, for someone from your background that, who's yeah. got a bit of coding experience mm -hmm. i mean i'll how many screens worth are we looking to generate? To, is, well, it, is it pretty quick? Is it? Yeah, half, one. Right, yeah. Half. So it's just yeah. a very few lines of code. Which yeah, if really then, short. If then statements. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Um, if anyone's looking to learn processing, which I would encourage, it's free, um, and it's, it's made for artists to and especially for learning, um, hello.processing.org is a one-hour tutorial that is all done in the web, on the, in the web page itself. Um, by Daniel Schiffman, who's an amazing NYU professor. And uh, he takes you through how to begin to code. And you type it all in the browser and you do it along with him. And it's brilliant. It's really good. Maybe it takes you an hour. Those, uh, if we can get those off you before yeah, you leave, yeah. it would be good to post yeah, them yeah. in the show notes of, Absolutely. The, of the session. But uh, okay, thanks for that. Um, these are some pre scripted questions, yes. Yeah. And some of them probably don't fit because we've covered a lot okay. about them. But one of the things. I was looking through your website. I like to do sort of a bit of background. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, you've got a website. Actually, yeah. I had to find out about somebody once, and it was I had to go back to the um, a couple of blogs that right, picked okay. the name up. Yeah. But there's plenty about you. I, I looked at um, a piece of work called The Moments in Between. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, it looks at how punctuation is important and the gaps and the pauses between words. And you, yeah. you, you first play it through a synthesized voice. Yeah. And then, is it Richard Burton? Burton, yeah. It's a piece and, of Dylan Thomas, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, looking at processing data into a form yeah. that we can recognise, we see things like, I don't say it because it'll jump into life, S-I-R-I plus, yeah. um, I must have got to tell you this, uh, when my son went to get his glasses on Monday, I was at the Pelican Crossing waiting for the, the lights to beep and a lady was there with two two daughters and one of them was called Alexia and she said and she went to cross before the light stopped and she went Alexia and I went doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stop myself because that's what my Alexa Alexa dot does and then she, she didn't look I thought oh god that just came out <laughs> I don't Such even know what my point was now but um, you know if, if we've got if we've got Siri and we've got Alexa and we've got yeah. hey Google and we've got all these things mm -hmm. when, when people listen to this podcast all the devices are going to be triggered aren't they yeah. um, <laughs> but we're trying to make them more lifelike more yeah. realistic but siri ain't richard burton yet no. we've yeah, still yeah. got a lot way to go mm -hmm. i mean um just ever see it getting to the point we talked about it this morning at the round table i mean guys do you um you know ed craig do you think we're going to get to the point where like we had with the you know big blue said never be a chess champion yeah. it does it all the time now and then they had what's the is it the Turing the test? The Turing test, yeah. Just so if, if a human interacts with a computer and doesn't realise that interacting with a computer, then they've passed the Turing test. And that hasn't happened yet, but I think we're getting really close to it. It's it's inevitable. I mean, the, once somebody poses a question, um, people set out to answer it, don't they? And I think that's one of the interesting things. So, um, yeah, I think I think definitely I, I, it's around the corner. It's certainly going to be... It's, it's what that... It's what that surface wants. I get quite frustrated with uh, Alison, my wife, because when she talks to Alexa, so I say, Alexa, play, whatever. Alison will say, Alexa, 
and then waits for it to answer. And I say, she's not going to answer you. You have to now say. <laughs> and then we go, we're talking about this she, you know, she. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, it's not a she. It's it's an algorithm somewhere that's listening to us. So, you know, um, I say, just whatever you want it to do, tell it. Don't kind of say, and then she's, oh, thank you very much. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. my mum does that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My well, wife Janet just shouts at it. She thinks she needs to shout for it to hear her. But uh, it's so, weird how they, yeah. they consider it a yeah. person, though. As you say, mm. you push pixels around and yeah. they push um, yeah. audio files around. Well, the, just uh, one other thing that there's it quite interesting with the said so something like um, is it forty percent of the web searches? I think it might be sixty percent of web searches in the next twelve months. I'm forgetting all the details here. It's something like that anyway. We're going to be um, oral. Basically, or audible. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, moving away from the screen. Then mm-hmm. that kind of, what does that mean for programmers and kind of yeah, yeah. artists and or, you yeah. know people working in the physical? When actually we've just got this invisible device somewhere in the house, and, then, and we're just talking to it. So you know that kind of um, and IDEO invented the interactive design, didn't they? Yeah, kind yeah. of starts with we can kind of move away from all of that. We're just back to conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um Exciting times we're living, but if when you um, I was reading about George Lucas when he was planning the Star Wars mm-hmm. nanology, he said that he would wait until technology had caught up to a stage where he could use it for their deers he had because he did episodes four, five, six. Then he wanted to do one, two, three, which we'll not go into just because <laughs> yeah. of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> but um, he said um, there's things he couldn't do until the hardware had caught up. Have you ever found I'd love to do that, but there's nothing that will let me do that yet? Um. No, there's nothing. I I don't know. People do yeah do ask me if you could do anything. I, I guess yeah, you know the MakerBot say it's called a MakerBot. I always felt it felt for fell short because I wanted to make a, a complete electronic product like that comes out. You know, with circuitry printed and yeah, make a lot. Make yeah. it makes yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's only making a shell, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so that I would and I know you you can have printed. Literally printed circuits that you know the and inkjets. There has been prototypes and stuff, and I'm sure that is going to come. Um, maybe with biotech in some way, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. I think it's like I said, it's when it's on your desk or you have access to it easier, uh, as as you are all doing here with the you've given the students access to all this amazing technology. You know, before it was it was so hard. You know, you you had to have permission to use the three D printer, whatever. And now it's 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 much better, and you've got a, that amazing setup you've got there. So, I think when you make it, what interests me is when that the audience then changes. Mm. It's not as you're saying, Craig. Not engineers just using it. It's fashion students. Mm. So then it's they they then start to think about. Hang on, we could three D yeah. print clothes. What and it's. That's where it's interesting, I think. Yeah. Oh, yep, that's spot on. So um, I'm just going to jump throw this one in. It's not on your list, but it's on, I put it in before when we talked about Defender. You know, we used to deposit yeah. 10p after 10p into, <laughs> into Defender and arcades. And it, the arcade was a place to go hang out yeah, with your mates, yeah. uh, lose all your money. Um, but soft skills again, interacting mm-hmm. with people. And I know my own son's got a... Um, we've just recently made... I don't know if it's going to... It's not a copyright problem. <laughs> we made these uh, MAME arcade mm-hmm, yeah. uh, machines which run on a Raspberry yeah. Pi and uh, Craig's took one home yeah. and um, he's uh, 
got battered at Street Fighter by, <laughs> by his younger daughter and his wife. So she's probably in the bin now. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, this opportunity to interact, my son plays his, his yeah. Xbox, but he's he's, on, he's got a headset. He's yeah. in his bedroom, but he's not yeah. with other people. And I don't know yeah. if this, um, you know, soft skills of interacting with people, whether we, we've lost another opportunity to get people together because... I don't know what's. I mean, what was what's your thoughts? It's is it arcades? The last one I was stepped into, I was out within a couple of seconds because it was just fruit, fruit machines. machines. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just fruit machines and killing games, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think um, I think whenever anything starts off, there's there's a small number of people naturally who are interested in it. So there's a there's a community and a a culture around it. And I sort of was always more interested in the computer graphics than the games. So I, I loved the, the visual side of it rather than playing the games. But obviously I did play games as well. And I spent, you know, many teenage years in the uh, arcade. But I think as it, as it, it's a sort of Brownian motion, isn't it? If, if this stuff is it spreads out throughout society, it gets watered down. So now I don't look at computer games at all because uh, with the exception of things like... Um, or to the Ida on um, Monument Valley, um, yes. which is just a beautiful yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of others like that now. But because what ha I can remember the sort of turning point with computer games as it, they became more popular, they went from a kind of sci-fi star alien thing to a sports and fighting yeah. um, scenario. And then and it's continued. It's basically car racing, football and killing people. And those three things don't interest me. So I, I I don't kind of engage with computer games, but I still love computer graphics. I think that's a sad thing. Is as something becomes, um, you know, more prevalent, it it gets watered down. The accountants take over, and I think that's why it's really important having people like Brendan to show that this kind of this this beautiful creativity, using all of this technology yeah. and using these tools, is just is still you know it's still kind of uh, possible to do wonderful things with it. I think the uh, soft skills there, Peter, are really important. So, you know, you could be the world's greatest Fusion 360, you know, person on the CAD. Um, but, you know, if you can't have that conversation, and Brendan used that word a lot in, in his talk today, to have that conversation that leads to something more creative, you know. Uh, in industry, they used to avoid having people that got first-class degrees because they'd be like that. They'd be too academic yeah. and not be having the soft skills. And, you know, I can see it in Print City. I can see it in some of the students. The ones that thrive the most, you know, are a combination that have that conversation. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. Brendan's a good yeah. role model for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we've used the expression before, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I put think, yourself out of your comfort zone, yeah. I think with things like Fortnite, I read a great article about how it, it really turned it on its head and it was saying that actually a lot of the kids that use Fortnite are not going in there to play games. They're just hanging around. Yeah. They're just talking with their mates. Yeah. and. I was like, well, that's, you know, they are at least talking and communicating. Yeah. And I think it's just different. I think, yeah, they're not, well, you know, I would be out on the street with the skateboard and stuff with my mates. They're that, you know, goes on to some extent, obviously. But now it's, you know, if if they're doing that in Fortnite, I'm, I, yeah. I haven't really got. A it's just it's just different and i think, I think I, you know you can't dismiss it that's yeah. what i think yeah. i have to keep reminding myself it's just different it's yeah. no worse it's no better it's yeah. just what it is so at they all grow up and adapt to it but yeah. i think as well you mentioned before that the nice thing with that i know um friends kids they they get on you know saturday morning get up headphone headset goes on mm -hmm. computer game goes on and they're playing with 
all of their friends around mm-hmm. rather than going out and playing on the streets. You know, we're all too terrified to let kids play out now. <laughs> yeah. They're all desperate yeah. to play out. So actually, that, that it, but at least they are communicating. Yeah. But I think as well, the, the interesting is that you're communicating worldwide. So you can be, you can. Um, and I think for that kind of, if you, if you certainly grown up in Liverpool when, when I was a teenager, everyone I knew was slightly creative left yeah. Liverpool because there was no economy there yeah. and it was quite you know run down and everyone went to London mm. I and mean, you got to London and then you, you know everyone from Leeds and everyone from Manchester and everyone from all these other cities had done the same so London had this kind of community going on so you could meet people that you you couldn't meet if you just stayed yeah. in Liverpool but I think now that's changed and people can find their community which is there may be 10 of them in the world but you can find them yeah yeah you know and it's really interesting yeah okay great have you got that uh, that one yeah ed um you know what's what should our students have learned today from brendan's presentation i caught some of it i I caught some good words what in a Uh, summary just inspirational um i think that just just get out Get off your backside and mm. do you know press the buttons just do it get get working um play 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 yeah play just have a tinker with stuff yeah yeah and yeah. see what happens you know yeah. we've, which what we've been saying to them they're still they're getting better now but they're still what people are still immersed in industrial mm-hmm. age kind mm-hmm. of way of thinking where we we design something we know what it's going to look like and then we then we and they've moved on a step where they've they now are using digital technology so they've thinking of it fusion and then print and then maybe it doesn't print properly and then it, yeah so you know you don't need to work that way anymore you basically you can experiment you can t- try fail fast as what well, you know you can play around stuff you don't need to have the final version of what you yeah, what you absolutely. need in, in your head you have a yeah. starting point and you don't know what the end point's going to be mm-hmm. that's what this technology allows you to yeah. kind of really i think affordable you can't do that without the technology because you need money you need to engage with other yeah. companies you need to bring people in so now you can really just play and see what happens and i think yeah. that's really really important just explore your curiosity because yeah. when you look at um uh now boarding yeah. which is i mean i've i've oh, yeah. seen i've seen uh so now boarding it looks at the idea of fate and decisions that sort of lead us yeah. to places and you produced you know, a number of airline tickets that showed yeah fictional boarding cards yeah. of famous and you movie see, characters you, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. the guy from Pulp Fiction coming yeah. back from Amsterdam yeah, yeah. Back, to, <laughs> yeah. back to Vegas <laughs> yeah. yeah you just start you start to but at some point the difference between you and me is you had that thought you saw you know this that that trip that journey that choice yeah. led to essentially yeah. that whole film now, i could watch it a million times and not make yeah. that connection so yeah. where do you think that comes from being able to spot things like that yeah i i i, I don't know how to do anything <laughs> the other way I, I think yeah i those kind of things they just interest me they especially cause and cause and effects i was saying this the other day about about something that um something happened and then can't remember now was it a royal thing oh i think it was the the queen right let's let's take the queen uh we'll stand while we say this um (laughs) so you know i was watching there was a documentary on about her the other night and um and it was when you think about it it was all because edward had met mrs simpson and if that hadn't happened if we'd not met her at that party wherever it was we wouldn't have Queen Elizabeth II. We wouldn't. There would be no Charles and Diana. There would, 
you know, it's yeah. kind of crazy yeah. thing to think about that that one him yeah. abdicating set off this whole series of events that yeah. altered our culture, right? Yeah. And um, so yeah, I'm I'm interested in things like that. It's, I did a, an iPhone app called Kennedy, which is all about you know when we remember things, we also remember the context. It's often the context around those things that helps you remember them. So it's an app where you just press it and it it gathers the news, it gathers the weather, it, it even takes note of what music we listen to and then you can, and it marks that moment in time. And I've got six years of memories in the, in this app now and I have like, and it, it did really well when it first came out and as with all iPhone apps, unless you market it every day, then it <laughs> drops off a cliff. Yeah. But, um, and now it affords me maybe a Boots value range sandwich, I don't know, each week. But it's... Um, there is a band of people that still use it every day and I recently did an update and they were all like, oh, I'm really glad you've updated it. I was like, oh, well, people are actually yeah. using this, yeah. you know. It's, so there are, yeah, there are others that those kind of, I think that that kind of stuff, we live in a world that's very transient, don't we? So they don't really, we don't really obsess about the detail in the way I think we should. And I totally get why. It's why we've ended up with certain political situations because no one's concerned about the deeper details people buy into a soundbite oh yeah that sounds amazing let's do that but actually it's really difficult yeah. to execute that thing say so i'm my point in my career now is is about trying to go to that level of detail to take my time and and learn and and try and go deeper yeah i think your, your keynote is it ixda 17 in new york was yeah was around the things we live with and yeah. interact with should be have the capacity to be loved. Yeah, and I think you can only probably get to that if you give it some serious consideration. Yeah, of, yeah. and iterate. And often those things we love are the things you can't really explain. It's uh, I'd remember years ago when the iPhone came out and I did a talk about and I had on screen. I'd, you know, the, remember the when you get in your browser and you and it bounces at the top and there's there's nothing behind it. I said, you know, that is that's a lovely beautiful thing where it could just stop but yeah. it doesn't it it's yeah, on a spring Steve Jobs yeah, yeah exactly that was his yeah well there you go and it's it's a human thing but you couldn't a machine wouldn't understand why that was there it's like well it's inefficient why is it yeah why is yeah. it doing that it doesn't make any point i mean we learned that with our talk from steve cox from um i'm sorry about uh generative design is mm -hmm. that you know, we saw Mark's example of the bench today. Yeah, um, and we we load through. You know, you you load it with um, const not constraints, uh, structural loads. Yeah, and you have anchor points. Um, but what he said in this talk was, we you can design a chair to accept a load of you know, five hundred kilos through mm. it. But what the generative software doesn't know is that when you get bored in a meeting, you sit back on two two right. legs. <laughs> <laughs> and all yeah. of a sudden, something that was designed to take four. Yeah. Um, go through four legs yeah. has to go through two so you and, and it's those <laughs> it's those sort of uh, things that yeah. we only being human beings mm. as you mm. say we yeah. can feed into that process of making yeah. us aware of maybe physical loads or constraints that we need to consider yeah. that no computer well say no computer could yeah. learn but i mean look, they, what, look what hal did yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right we'll just start to finish up now because uh, um what time are we on we're just uh, just after one o'clock so um this was i put this down for craig to ask about uh you know uh i think it's the one after ad it's uh i'll just ask a quick question while we're while craig's looking just mentioned the app store 
mm-hmm. just slightly different um, topic, maybe a bigger debate for this, but has the app store become the crap store? Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually really hard to find. Yeah. Well, a... let's flip it around. It's hard for, you know, you were saying about, you now have this, dis- people have this distribution method and your bedroom coders can be, you know, the, the next doodle jump or whatever it is. It's really hard now. Yeah. You know, it, without marketing money, and yeah, things do still. You know, if you get the right Instagram influencer to mention it or whatever, but yeah. it's it's just saturated. Yeah, uh, which is I think that's the word. That sums yeah. it up. Yeah. It, yeah. Is. it yeah. really is. When I mean, it's got thick products, but I mean, you mentioned before about um, using vinyl mm. and going. You probably yeah. find more than you could in a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, but. But then again, you've not got probably not got the time to spend. No. And I know he said John Menzies then. That's yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, to filter through and flick through exactly, the, the albums. Yeah. And, uh, but even though vinyl's making a bit of a comeback. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Brendan, the question we've got to yeah. sort of wrap up now is, you know, wh- yeah, when are you happiest? I know Ed's at his happiest when he's at the special collections, which sometimes can be known <laughs> as a pub. But <laughs> when are you happiest? And yeah, what what do you do to relax? Do you play? Well, you don't play sport, I guess. Now, or have you started no, to? I, I, I go. I I've been going to the gym for about four years, so I go spinning three times a week, and then I've started running. Well, you know what? It was appreciation of where I live. Mm. I was. Um, I had some time to kill before a spinning class. It was in the summer last year. I thought I could go on the treadmill and then it was like where the gym is is on the seafront and I thought what am I doing <laughs> That's an, it's an amazing resource so I started to run and I quite enjoyed it so I do that to get and it's it's to get me away from the screen I mm. I love what I do I love you know it's an, it's a privilege to be able to do this stuff but I have to get away from it um and meet other people and yeah. you know interact with people and uh, so that i do that in the morning which i really love and then with my wife lisa we just love to we'll go for a walk and yeah we've got amazing resources in really beautiful mm. parks near us yeah. and i do that and we just i love a park bench a bench <laughs> <laughs> i would encourage anyone to just go and sit on a bench it's yeah, like yeah. just sit there without don't don't need to get your phone out just don't even need a book just watch people sit talk you know so those i think that is when i when i'm happiest i do love yeah i love there's moments where you're coding and you and you get um you'd make something in it it's it's just just like you're really pleased with it i do this weird thing where when it's good, I shift in my seat. Does anyone do that? It's like you, it's a weird thing where you're like, oh, hang on, this is, you're almost like going, this is get excited, really, yeah. yeah, you get excited. It's like your, your, your physical mm. body changes. And then I do this other thing where if I don't like something, I'll leave it on screen and I go and make a cup of tea and I come back in the room and I almost introduce myself to it again. <laughs> I go, oh, hang on, this actually maybe yeah. has something. So that's, yeah, that's when I'm happiest when I'm, I'm in my studio just just working on stuff. Um, but yeah, just just being with my family or, you know, being with my wife or whatever is, is those, those mo- I've realized the older I get, it's not about the big epic things mm. like jumping off a waterfall or whatever, which is fine. But it's about the the small moments. Um that's what I 
I've realized those are the things which don't get press, you know, no one's, it's not on anyone's bucket list, you know, but those are the things I like. And, and I think that's why maybe my work, maybe I get the work that I do because someone, a client said to me recently, I, I, I always ask why, why have you got in touch with me? You know, there's other, like if, if it's a date of this thing, but, and they'll say, they said to me on this one, they said, well, you, you have like a human aspect to your mm. work. Yeah. And they, they almost read back to me what I think about why I'm trying to do this. They almost said that, but they, it's not written down anywhere. Mm. And I was like, God, maybe I'm, you know, this is actually working. I hate when agencies, you know, you've seen it all the time where you go in the foyer and they've got giant words on the wall that me, you know, someone's thought up. <laughs> no one's living those words. You know, I think you have Be to the put, better you. And yeah, all, all that. Yeah. You have to imbue it in the work <laughs> and let other people. You don't need to write it down. I don't think if you're honest, mm -hmm. trying to do, trying to do that stuff. But yeah, so that's that's what makes me happy. Is I think just the small moments. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so as you say, sat on a park bench there yeah. once. I think I heard somebody say, "When's the last time you did nothing?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. and just sit there. Yeah. And you sit there. You think any if you've got yeah. a chance to sit down, I drag out my phone. Yeah. I'm as guilty yeah. of yeah. Yeah, I'm do, not yeah. doing nothing I'm doing yeah. something yeah. Yeah. when's the last time you just let your brain wander yeah. and have a think about something? I think we're encouraged all the time to be doing something and yeah. I, I encourage people to try and have you thought about just doing Will, Will Allsop the architect once said to me I was in a meeting with him and he said there's power in doing nothing yeah yeah so mm. um, and I, I agree I think this yeah. okay Brendan does, uh, artist and designer. Many thanks <laughs> Thank for joining you. us today. Um, and we'll upload this and see where yeah. it goes. Thank, Thank you very much, much. Brendan. Thank, Thank you. Cheers, Brendan. Really enjoyed it. Thank you.